You're watching Alaska's News Source. A developing story this evening. Anchorage police say a Baxter Elementary School staff member was arrested for assaulting a student. APD says 31-year-old Jawan A. Harris confronted the student on a playground yesterday after they had a disagreement and assaulted them. But the student was not hurt, according to police. ASD says Harris is a paraprofessional. It's typically a job that acts as a teacher assistant. Now, police say Harris is accused of putting his hands on the student, who was then in pain and fearful. APD says the student was not injured. Harris was arrested at his home. This is a developing story. We'll continue to update it as we get more information. Well, after record-breaking snow this winter, this freeze and thaw cycle is greatly impacting the area, including a potentially dangerous situation, roof avalanches, like the one caught on camera at Alyeska yesterday. The snow came crashing down from a roof, just narrowly missing people at the resort's Bortide Lodge, mid-mountain. Matthew Brondom says he took this video around lunchtime yesterday. It's a good reminder to steer clear of overhangs during the winter months. And we have new information tonight about a snow danger on a much bigger scale. A preliminary report has now been released about Tuesday's deadly avalanche that killed an Anchorage man. Lauren Maxwell tells us the slide also hurt two other backcountry skiers. Lauren? Well, that's right, Mike. The report now telling us about the cause of that avalanche on John Mountain, that's just south of Turnigan Pass along the Seward Highway. Investigators from the Chugach National Forest Avalanche Information Center were able to visit that site yesterday. They took pictures of the slide, including the place where the body of 28-year-old Joseph Allen was buried. Forecasters noted a weak layer of snow about a foot below the surface, which the men who were heading up likely disturbed. They say it caused a slab to break off about 200 feet above their heads, which then carried them down the mountain. Even in sheltered areas, though, this slab exists on top of this weak layer. And this is a problem that isn't going away fast. It's going to be slow to heal. So the only way to completely avoid this problem is to stick to slope angles below 30 degrees and be careful of your runouts. And the forecast center says the avalanche danger is considerable in both Turnigan Pass and also the area just south of where the avalanche occurred. Mike? All right, thanks for the update, Lauren. Let's turn now to meteorologist Jackie Purcell, who says the same mountains will likely see more snow over the weekend. And uh, let's get that update now from Jackie. Yeah, those heavy snow loads on roofs in the mountains uh, can slough off here in the Anchorage area. The urban danger is also ice dams. Those thick accumulations of ice at the edges of some roofs, they can also be very dangerous when they shed. Now, let's get to that possibility of more snow. It is coming this weekend. And here we have our current radar and satellite imagery. Not a lot happening now, but as we look at the forecast, our sunshine lasts into Friday. But as we head into the weekend on Saturday, uh, another round of snow and rain heads right into coastal sections with that snow right along the Kenai Mountains and really the same areas that we've been talking about. Turnigan Pass will see more snow. Uh, Portage likely to see that. Alyeska, the Anchorage area, just on the edge of that, though. Right now, our current temperatures are at 30 degrees, so we've slipped under the freezing mark. Winds out of the west-northwest at 8 miles per hour, and they should stay under 10 for the Anchorage Bowl. But... They'll be about 15 to 30 miles per hour across the uh, hillside as well as along Turnigan Arm. We're uh, either freezing or just under freezing tonight, so slippery road surfaces, but sunshine on Friday. We continue to see some mild temperatures. 
It's breezy in those hillside Turnigan Arm locations, but here in town, it will be on the light side. Variable winds just 10 miles per hour. More on the forecast as we head into Friday and the weekend coming up later. All right, Jackie, we'll see you then. Thanks. You can always stay up to date on the avalanche risk with the Alaska's Weather Source app. There you can find the latest weather headlines. Well, South Central has seen record-breaking snow this winter. State officials who take care of the roads have faced intense public scrutiny over the job they've done. Our political reporter Steve Kirch was there at the state capitol as they faced lawmakers in Juneau. After facing criticism about their response to nearly 40 inches of record snowfall in Anchorage, on Thursday, DOT officials gave their explanation and said what they plan to do better next time. So I think it's learning from past mistakes, obviously, and we want to make sure that there's public perception out there and a public understanding and clarity in, in what we're doing. As state DOT officials gave their analysis of how the department handled the November snow, they said one of the issues the department is dealing with is staffing. Anchorage alone has a 19% vacancy rate for equipment operator. This is why they say they need the $915,000 proposed in the governor's budget to hire extra contractors when they can't keep up during extreme events. State leaders said the northern and central region have had success with this. It's building a relationship with the municipality of Anchorage, which we already have. It's good. Outside of snow removal, officials talked about the use of unmanned aerial systems to mitigate avalanche danger such as using drones with explosives for avalanche control, which caught the attention of Homer representative Sarah Vance. Are you telling us that the federal government is more comfortable dropping cannons from the air on avalanches than a stationary <coughs> one? The risk seems higher with a drone to me. Now, officials say the department is also exploring options for a winter operations dashboard and for a mobile device to inform Alaskans of hazardous road conditions and the progress of snow removal services. Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source. In the Brian Smith murder trial, the jury was shown dozens of photos today. At one point, you could hear crying as photos of a small skeleton were revealed. Since the trial began, prosecutors have consistently said the body was Kathleen Henry. Smith was arrested for both the death of Henry and the death of Veronica Abaucha. Now, today's testimony was less intense or graphic than what the jury has come to expect during the previous watching sessions and listening to the video allegedly showing the last 36 minutes of Henry's life. An FBI agent testified that cell phone location information for Smith's phone shows it was near where their body was found off the Seward Highway. Under cross-examination, the special agent confirmed he was just tracking the phone, not Smith. AT&T can also provide a, um, a location, it's called Nellos, which is the network estimation location of where they believe the phone to be. It's similar to Google location, but they'll provide you a GPS point and it'll provide you a uh, radius of where the phone is likely to be found. So we have the cell towers from the previous slide mapped out here, but then we also have a Google location um, at the event that occurred at um, 107 and 25 seconds. And all of this is consistent with being in the area of where the, the set of human remains were found. What you're tracking is the location of a cellular device. That is correct, sir. You're not putting that in the hands of any particular person? No, not at that. My job is to look at the phone records for the phone number and determine the general locations. Okay. So, for example, if somebody's phone is stolen, you're not tracking that person's location, you're tracking the location of the person who stole the phone. It's the device I'm tracking. Right. Now, Monday is a holiday, so the jury does not return to the courtroom until next Tuesday. 
And as this trial continues, you can watch the proceedings live on alaskasnewsource.com, our news app, and our free streaming channels. So, Ed, tonight you may have seen it on social media this week, and we have the details behind the video. A woman whose moose sniffed her groceries tells us her story about what happened. Plus, preparing for the Iditarod at this year's food drop, we asked mushers what they'll be sending to the checkpoints ahead of the race. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Another big name is coming to the Alaska State Fair this fall. Ludacris will be on stage Friday, August 23rd. You may have seen the entertainer recently on your TV. He played with Usher at the Super Bowl. The tickets will go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. at the State Fair website. The Alaska State Fair has already announced Oliver Anthony, Whiskey Myers, Mount Joy, and Kaloha Kai as part of the music performance lineup. There's a video that's been circulating on social media recently, and it feels like it's about as Alaskan as it gets. Bud. Scooch, I'll give you the sweet potatoes. Get no ears back, buddy. I'm not. Just scooch. You are very big. Bud. Only in Alaska. Scooch. Now, we talked to the woman who took that video, potatoes. Amber Rotar. No she says this happened at the Costco on the bar last weekend. She had been warned about the moose, which was just a few aisles over to begin with, but the moose made its way to her as she started unloading her cart. So I thought nothing of it, pushed and pulled my two carts across the snow and started unloading, and that's when he started moving. And then next thing I know, I was having to back up, stop what I was doing, and uh, try and distance myself without really... I was just trying to get him to go away so I could go back to work. <laughs> but he came over and stuck his face uh, in my sweet potatoes. Bud. Amber tells us that uh, after standing there for a while trying to get the moose to move, she took out her camera and started uh, shooting video. But once the moose's ears went back, she decided it was more important to focus on the moose and put her phone down. Someone else took a photo of her that's making its uh, rounds on social media as well. And it looks like Amber Rotar is scolding the moose, shaking her finger at it like a mother would a disappointed child. Uh, when she's, uh, she is a mom and she says she's thankful she didn't have her kids with her that day. Says she's also reminded that feeding wild animals is illegal. Starting in April, the Alaska Zoo will have a new executive director. The zoo says longtime director Patrick Lampy is retiring after 38 years. He started with the zoo back in 1986 and has since worked his way through the ranks. The zoo's chief business officer, Tristan Thone, uh, will take over the role. The zoo says she's been in the current role for five years and has worked closely with Pat Lampy. Thon said she wishes Lampy the best and said, in part, the zoo would not be where it is today without Pat's innovation, integrity, and compassion, both for animals and for the people who work here. I know without a doubt that I have big shoes to fill, or perhaps a hat. Pat Lampy is known for wearing that brimmed hat. Well, let's uh, check out our sunrise sunset data here into the Anchorage area. We already have seen that sunset for tonight. It occurred at 545, but for tomorrow, 839 for our sunrise. And we've made it to that nine hour mark, nine hours, nine minutes for our day. Sunset Friday night, 548. Come back for the forecast. It's next.